You're listening to the After The Show Movie Podcast from ascully.com. Your weekly look at movies, video games, and more brought to you by your hosts, Ace Scully and Sid Talk. We're addicted to movies. Are you? Welcome to After The Show, Sid Talk. Thank you. Welcome to you. And welcome to the listeners out there to our show. Hello. How are you doing this fine week? And how are you doing this fine weekend? Me? There's only you here. I'm good. And all these other people who are listening. I am better now because earlier in the week, after my second shot, you know, the one fell a little bit off, but I think I got off super lucky. But now, you know, when you've been kind of sick or felt crappy and then you feel good and it's like so much better than good was before, that's kind of how I feel. I have no idea what that is. You mean, did you feel a malaise? A little bit, yes. You Was looked you... up the symptoms. <laughs> a general malaise. Yes, I felt somewhat malaised. Did you have a general malaise and a <laughs> slight migraine? Uh, no migraine, no. <laughs> no. Just a headache. All right. So Sid That's enough for the medical better. report. <laughs> Sid Talk's feeling a bit better. Yeah. That means the show is going to go much better than usual. What? As if I am to blame when it isn't. Yes. I think we need to change the subject. All right. It is Saturday, May the 15th. This is after the show 680. Wait, was that before the after the show? Because that didn't sound like before the after the show. That was it. I think we've cheated them. I'm going to have to start again now because you interrupted me. (laughs) No, you don't. (laughs) It is Saturday, May the 15th. This is after the show 684. We're a movie review podcast. We review a movie every week. This week we're reviewing Those Who Wish Me Dead. It's a 2021 movie. Releases on HBO Max or in cinemas May the 14th, 2021. So you can go and watch this now. It's rated R. Okay, I'll see you later. I'm going to watch this movie. And it's from our friends at Warner Brothers who let us watch a copy. So, Sid Talk, give us the synopsis of Those Who Wish Me Dead. Hmm, it's a tough one to synopsize. There's a lot going on. Big giant conspiracy of bad people doing bad things and good people getting caught in the fire. See? All right. Say. I'll give you the one off the tin. <laughs> it doesn't come in a tin. I didn't it, think so. It's digital, so it just doesn't come in anything. <laughs> it comes in a wrapper of zeros and ones. Okay. A teenage murder witness finds himself pursued by twin assassins in the Montana wilderness with a survival expert tasked with protecting him and a forest fire threatening to consume them all. Okay, I have issues with that. They weren't twins. And he wasn't like a teenage murder spot, whatever, witness. I mean, it wasn't like that. It wasn't like witness. They weren't twins. It should just say two assassins. It's really weird. Not twins. My description was better and it was super boring. But I'll change it to two assassins. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, uh-huh. twins. Yeah, it's weird. That, that is makes weird. no sense. Did they just get it wrong? Were they actually twins and we missed no. that? No. Well, if we missed that, <laughs> we were not paying attention. No. And we were paying attention, so mm-hmm. that's not right. So those who wish me dead, Sid Talk, give me your opinions. I liked it. The end. <laughs> All right. No, it's really, it's just well made, like crafted together, looks good i mean it's this isn't all super glossy looking good this is sort of gritty and you know just high quality i don't mind the story now i will say i don't find the story as compelling as some of the writer guys other movies but still good interesting characters that's probably because this one was not written by him right right but i mean he's involved 
So Yeah. And we're talking about Taylor Sheridan. He's the director of this movie. And we, we really liked his last... He didn't direct Hell or High Water, by the way. He wrote it. Mm. We love that one. And then he did Wind River, which he did direct and write, which was also great. And this is his third one. He either wrote or directed a movie called Sicario. Have you heard of that one? Uh, sounds familiar. It's about the drug cartels. Uh, we didn't see it, though, but it's supposedly very, very good. We have a blind spot with him. We do. So I want to say um, I really, really, really enjoyed this. I found it riveting. I liked all the characters in it. I liked how it was structured because I would say the first 45 minutes of the film, I wasn't sure where anything was going. Yeah, me either. I was like, okay, we're being introduced to the characters slowly. It's very shocking, the opening, you know, with the big uh, explosion. Yes. You know. And now we'll have spoilers. So the first thing you said when we saw the couple of dudes on the screen were don't like never trust Littlefinger. <laughs> yeah, um, Littlefinger from Game of Thrones is in this movie. I mean, not not the character Littlefinger, but the guy. No, it's actually Littlefinger. <laughs> Interesting. He's come from Winterfell. And he's... Ah, to get another job since they're all yeah. they've done rapping there. Oh, I get it. Got it. Got it. But still, uh, <laughs> I don't trust him when he comes on the screen. I just don't trust him. And again, spoiler alert, that you were right not to trust him. It's terrible. <laughs> the opening, the introduction, I was actually shocked. I was like, holy shit. This, this movie means, hardcore. means business. I mean, it opened on a dream sequence, which was a bit... I don't, I don't like dream sequences very much. But the part that came after that was not a dream sequence, and it was terrifying. It kind of sets it up from four perspectives, and then they kind of... It's the kind of movie I like, where the four things kind of come together. But you don't know how they're yeah, going to come together. Yeah, there's a lot going on. There's a lot. It has to set up a lot in the first 45 yeah. minutes. And it takes its time setting it up. And I kind of like that about it. Because it doesn't go straight into just being like a straight up action movie. There's a lot of like thoughtful, like like the conversation in the diner between Bernthal and the, sher- and the older sheriff and yeah. stuff. You know, it takes its time to do a little stuff that will make you care about the characters in the future. Otherwise, you might you might be like, oh, I don't give a shit about anybody. <laughs> but this, you know, when you meet Angelina Jolie's character, explain what she is. She is a firefighter and appears that she is the group's boss, because they call her boss. And also, I think she was in charge. The flashback slash dream that we see is her, sadly, in a fire that was going on and something went wrong where she thinks it's her fault or whatever. So she is... The job that she's given to go in the fire tower for the summer. Is because she didn't pass an, a psych evaluation after whatever bad thing happened. Right. So it's like a punishment. Mm-hmm. So, she, but yeah, that's her place right now. But we, she's kind of a hot shot, you know, like, uh, yeah, that's what he called her, like hot shot, where she's a daredevil. She's a, got a little bit of a death wish, I think, because she's depressed. Yeah. So we've got that going on. She's like wild a little bit. And you naughty. mean... You meet her at the beginning. I was wasn't quite sure. I was like, okay, so she's a firefighter. There's probably going to be a fire. So I, I wasn't quite sure what the deal was with that. No. And then we meet John Bernthal's character, who's a sheriff. And I was like, how does this tie into that? And then we meet a little boy and his dad, and we're like, what is? You know, there's a bunch of things. Yeah, and I'll say again, I hate when people pass things on about movies. But here's the one thing that really bothered me. Spoiler alert. There's no resolution at all to the actual, I guess it's like a rosebud sort of situation. The thing that the dad knows from the people who want to now kill him, right? Right. We never know what that is or who they are or why they 
are interested. So it's like we never even see the child is supposed to do a thing for the dad, and then he never does that. It's just it's like the golden suitcase in Pulp Fiction. Yes, I don't remember, but yes, (laughs) there's there's, there's a suitcase in Pulp Fiction, and they open it, and it glows gold, and and the guy and Samuel Jackson goes. Oh, and then you never know or hear or see from that again. It's okay. just a thing. Like. Yeah, or like Rosebud from Citizen Kane, which I'm sure is a much less popular movie. I've never heard of it. <laughs> <laughs> no, I've actually heard of it. I've just never seen it. <laughs> this movie, I liked how it was set up. I actually liked the special effects, which the special effects in this movie, Sid Talk. Yeah, it's a little ropey occasionally. I, I, can, I quite liked it, and I liked how it deals with forest fires, let's say. And there's a lot of forest fires. Yeah. And they look like quite good, I think, on the screen. It, was, it made it really epic towards the end. Because there, there is a forest fire coming towards the end. Yeah, but occasionally it didn't look super great. And there was a satisfying showdown for me, which was quite intense and violent. There was a few, yeah. 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 Oh, yeah, there was a bunch of, like, yeah. just... There was a bunch of, like, killings. A lot. It was very... They were not... really cold and made you feel like, oh, my God, this guy. Who are these people in this story? Yes, yes. Yeah, so I think that's when they're doing it right, when you're like, hey, hold on, you just shot a lady in the face who has nothing to do with anything. You <laughs> what know? What the heck's going like, on? Like, what, what is this guy? What? Yeah, but you are right. It's conspiracy slash thing that's over overarching in the movie mm-hmm. it's not actually the main plot no because you don't learn about it like you said you don't and learn as about- i understand that maybe is cool or a little more artsy or something and i'm old-fashioned and i like a whole entire story but i feel like that is part that's the only criticism i would have that makes me not care about the outcome anymore because right. i need to know what all these people died for otherwise it's just so she Comes to terms with her whatever she's got and gets a free kid in the process. I mean, you know, what's the payoff here without us knowing what they've actually... The dad says, I did the right thing. So we never get to know what that is. Yeah. I can't change it. Oh, yeah. We don't actually ever even learn about that, do we? No. It's either the president or it could be like a Bill Gates person or He's, Elon Musk He said or it's going to affect so many people to the kid, didn't he? Like Governors. Uh, governors, and, Yeah. yeah. So it's like he's outed something. Yeah, he knows a secret, and that's it, really. And and this secret has to go to bed, basically. So these assassin dudes have to end everything that is anything to do with this guy, including his kid and anybody else they bump into. He even mentions that. Like, if anybody sees us, they die. That's just. Little charmer, that little finger. He is a charmer, yeah. (laughs) Actually, quite terrified, I found, because when he did shoot that lady in the face in the car, I was like, oh, okay, this guy. He's got his orders, but he'll also do anything to make it so nobody ever knows about anything. Yeah, you're convinced he's bad. Right. Do not cross him. And like, he encounters a pregnant lady and you're like, oh my God, this, at that point I was like. She's dead. She's just dead. Like he, <laughs> he doesn't care what you are, but maybe he does have some, something inside him. Meh. How did you feel about the overall? Did it was it satisfying for you? Did you yes, like it's satisfying. It's just that it's not that it's not as compelling a story th- without telling me what what's compelling here. Not just the people. I can get a people story anytime. You know, characters. And I do all that. like the character driven nature of it, and I actually like. I don't think I've ever seen a movie that takes place in a fire tower. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's a lot of fire tower stuff in this movie. <laughs> I've played a game called Firewatch, which was very interesting, about a person who works in one of those fire towers, and you play like an adventure through it. That was really interesting. 
And this had that feeling, you know, like Firewatch the movie a little bit when she went up into the tower and you're like, wow, imagine that. You're in a tower, you're on your own. How long? Six months? Fire season? Three months, I think. First summer, they said. Right. And then you're just up there? Oh, no, a year. Oh, she a year. stayed up yeah. there a year. Yeah. And you're up there on your own. And the only person you speak to is somebody on the radio. And that's how that video game went. You spoke to this person on the radio. And a mystery kind of unfolds between you and them. Mm. Like this movie had that. I like the element of a fire tower and a person who's these fire, what they called fire divers, where they dive in from the sky. Fire jumper. Yeah, I like that as well. So I liked the whole scenario that was built up. And, you know, it was in the Montana wilderness, which looks amazing. Trees everywhere. Lots of fire. But was it? See, that could have been CGI that you are unaware of. Yeah, it was probably Canada. You know, a lot of movies are in Canada, right? I mean, it could have been not trees at all. Oh, I see. Yeah, CGI, not Canada graphics, <laughs> computer graphics. <laughs> so, yeah, I never thought of that. Mm. But I did like the scenario and I found it satisfying. I would say it's kind of edge of the seat kind of action. Yes, and implausible is the word. And yet I'm, I totally bought into it every single... Some of these people, the Littlefinger and her and Berenthal, they'll take a lot of physical guff and they just keep going i kind of like that grit <laughs> like um like a lot it's like they're falling apart piece by piece angelina falls out of the fire tower yeah literally falls out of a how oh high? after jump doing a parachute out of the back of a truck and hitting yeah. the ditch how high is a fire tower i don't know it's pretty high it's like it's, three to four stories of a building yeah. high and she falls out of it and yes yeah, she's a bit injured but she carries on she just keeps going then yeah. she gets struck by lightning and then she her hands all ripped up from the rope and she gets shot and beat up i mean she just keeps are you sure this isn't mr and mrs smith part two <laughs> i mean she was pretty tough in that too she was didn't see mr smith anywhere <laughs> true he's gone on he in real life and in um well he's, he's just, just not with her <laughs> not gone like no yeah very much enjoyed this movie i you don't want to compare did? it are you pretty sure you did no i'm pretty sure i did i was <laughs> i was enthralled the entire time it wasn't it wasn't dull i oh, was no. edge of my seat i thought little finger guy made a good buddy i was uh the reason he makes a good buddy is it was state early on it was made clear that anything's on the table with him like he'll kill anything child yeah he will kill animals did he kill animals um i don't think so he'll kill a pregnant woman i'm sure yeah he was not opposed to that so that made him scary and i liked the scenario i liked the how if you learn anything from this movie at all anything if you're in a forest fire find the nearest creek and get inside under the water yeah if you learn anything at all yeah, and that breathing thing where you go down and you come yeah. up with just your mouth. It's yeah. like, yeah. I, I learned I how was, to survive. If I was stuck in the Montana wilderness and there was a forest fire, I think I'd use that. Well, you would have to use that to survive. I also learned I need to have a, a safe or code word with you on the phone. Because when these survivalists, Berenthal and his wife, you know, that's what they are. Well, she has to call. She's trying to lie. And the, the guy knows that she's a survivalist and she's made a code word. Right? So if yeah. you, if I was... If you'd been held hostage and I call you and you're like, hey, everything's okay, Quentin Tarantino. Exactly, <laughs> like, that's I mean, what I'd say. <laughs> that would, I'd say, I um, think that would be your code word, and unless you're just... You'd like, say, everything okay, and I'd say, yeah, I'm just watching Quentin Tarantino <laughs> movies. The problem is, <laughs> you might be. Yeah, exactly. And then you just leave, come home <laughs> and, and then I go into like, you know, survival mode, and like, like <laughs> mow down everyone around the building, and I like call on the FBI, and then I come in and you're like, I, I'm just watching Quentin Tarantino <laughs> 
You open the door and I'm watching Death Proof (laughs) on the couch. Safe and sound. Oh my God, that's funny. And you would ask me to go to the store and buy... See, I'm looping it around to Quentin Tarantino. You're laying on the couch watching TV. Yeah. And cleaning products. Yes. <laughs> and funny enough, that leaks loops around to this movie. Yeah. And that was Brad Pitt. And this is Angelina Jolie. No one knows what we're talking about. Maybe like one person. Yeah, only you win, one. You win no prize whatsoever. Just the pride in knowing you know what we're talking about. I really enjoyed it. Let's get on to the cast. All right. So on to the cast of this fine Production. It's the triumphant return of Angelina Jolie as Hannah Faber, Sid Talk. We haven't seen her for a long time. We have not. I was always a fan. And she's a... I feel like it's 10 years since we've really seen her properly. I don't even remember what the last thing was. I mean, she was in the... um, Like I said to you earlier, the Disney... uh, Oh yeah, Maleficent. Yeah, that was probably the last time we saw her. That first Maleficent movie. And I feel like it was 10 years ago, seriously. Probably. Well, she has been busy bringing up children, right? True, true. I feel like she's back because she's uh, in this movie and she's also coming up in Marvel's Eternals coming up. So I feel like we're going to see her quite a bit. So what did you think of her as Hannah Faber? I thought she was good. I think the character's written to be just a little bit over the top for this sort of down-to-earthy kind of movie. Do you mean kind of the extreme nature of her, like the... Like yeah, she'd jump out of and, the car and Yeah, and because we don't know yet why, you know, of course you're gonna find out, but I mean you it just felt a little forced. Like, oh, okay, she's wild, she's crazy, or she's damaged, something's going on here where we're just gonna predict this kind of behavior from her at all times. Or in the end, she's gonna make a decision based on this wildness. Yeah. You know, she's gonna be willing to take a risk. And it uh, felt kind of forced. Yeah, they definitely hummed it home that she was kind of somebody said She's a bit crazy. Oh, the kid called her a bit crazy. Yeah, and because she's depressed that the thought that she's doing it to, you know, endanger herself, you know, I think yeah. that's kind of obvious too. So she did have some really good dramatic scenes though, I thought, especially with the kid. Yes, very good. John Bernthal, the Punisher. <laughs> or Shane well, from Sh- Walking Dead. Walking Dead Shane slash the Punisher. This plays Ethan Sawyer. What did you think of John? Well, what did I say while we were watching it? <laughs> you said, oh, look, it's Shane from it's Walking Shane Dead. It's Shane mixed with the Punisher. Because John has varying degrees of the same thing, he's, right? The intensity cranks up or down. He's fine. He's. I'm convinced. I'm I find conv- him... I uh, like to watch he's charming, him. isn't he? Like- I didn't like him as Shane. I thought he was way over the top. But yeah. it kind of eased up after a while through the years, it seems like. I like that part of the years. beginning where he, you know, he turns up as the cop guy and he's got the cool glasses on and... He's got the smile and everything, and they're like, you know, how do you do that? And all that. You got a lot of time in front of the mirror. Yeah, I guess. That whole segment was a bit cringy for me. I thought, why are we doing this? You mean the... We're establishing the firefighters and they and they're funny, com- and the camaraderie, yeah, yeah, and they're funny, and but they're really good at their job. They're also kind of assholes, because that girl had a boyfriend and they were being really rude right in front of him. True, true. I mean, I was like, oh, wow, that's really, really rude. I don't like these guys after all. I mean, that guy's like a hipster guy, but they're just making fun of him. like. Yeah. But uh, that was like, oh, it's a bit, the kind of dicks. Are you defending hipsters? Is that what I'm hearing? Well, I'm saying don't like be rude to somebody right in front of the face. Like laugh Agree. at them. Yeah. No matter what they are. So I like John. I think he's charming. I bought him. I felt the love between him and his wife. Yes, definitely. You know? He's intense, like I said. It's the version, whatever intensity you're getting right now from Barenthal, I think. Nicholas Holt plays Patrick Blackwell. 
he is uh, from Mad Max Fury Road. He's the crazy, crazy dude. I didn't um, recognize him, but then I did. Yeah. And he's one of the twin hitmen. <laughs> <laughs> who don't appear to be twins to me. It's very weird. They're twins who are definitely not twins. No. All right. So what do you think of Nicholas Holt as one of the twin hitmen? They were fine. Uh, I mean, I was only intimidated because he was able to convince me that he did not give a crap. Yeah, Nicholas Holt is the younger hitman. He's completely not trained to be a human. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And Aidan Gillen, who you'll know as Littlefinger, is twin hitman number two. See, if they're twins, one's about ten years older than the other. Yeah, if we're twin, if they're twins, we're twins. Yeah, exactly. If they're twins, <laughs> the Queen and Lady Gaga are twins. Right, really? We need to go call the <laughs> magazines, call the newspapers. It's funny that, like, I was trying to think of anybody out of my head and those two names came in. <laughs> <laughs> like, what's that all about? <laughs> this is the star of this movie. And he's a guy called Finn Little, who plays Connor, the child. Yeah, he does a great job. I, I, I actually had a tear in my eye. I can't <gasps> tell a lie. Impressive. At, so at the end, I. where he was like, what happens, like, tomorrow or, like, next week? Because, explain why that would be sad. Why we said for you? No, just in general. Oh well, he has no he has no parents left. He's alone in the world. Spoilers. We've established that. So yeah, yeah. that's why. Because I thought at first it was her sons that she kept having the vision of them dying, but I don't think so. After she no, said it wasn't. just three boys, yeah. whatever. She um was a firefighter. They're in this big fire. She saw three children, teenage boys, and did not save their lives. Right? She couldn't. She couldn't, right? So it always haunted her. And yeah. you did see a couple of that. But then now she's being forced to deal with this boy who needs her, really, doesn't he? He needs it's a somebody. a bit like. of a movie trope, you know? Oh, yeah. look how lucky these two. She has no one and he has no one and she needs redemption. And so... Touched me, though, the kid. Also, when his dad was telling him what to do, like when yeah. his dad knows he is about to die and he's telling the kid, like, this is what you need to do to survive. And the kid's looking at him going, but I don't want you to go anywhere. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's so sad. And it's pretty hardcore, isn't it, what happens to this kid throughout? It's not a I fun like time. I like that they don't lie to the kid. That's one of my favorite things. Because he just the dad ends up just telling him what's up. And then she tells him, <laughs> like, yeah. this is what we're going to have to do. So I, I, I like that. Finally here for the cast, I've got Mendina Senghor as Alison. She's the wife of John Bernthal. And she's a like a survivalist teacher. Yeah, they've got like a school. So and she was of, awesome, right? A lot of other easy little tropes there. Like, oh, I see. We're going to meet up with the guy who owns the survival school. There will be survival skills, right? Yeah. She was really good, though, I have to Very say. Very good. And she had a really big like part in the story. She has special skills for a reason, let's say. <laughs> and this is directed by Taylor Sheridan. Wind River was the movie that he directed that we really liked. And Hella Highwater he wrote... So what did you think of the directing and all that stuff? I think it's the same kind of vibe. It's very, other than me picking about, she's a bit of a caricature, right? So it's not as down to earth as the characters in the other stories that he's written. Other than that, it just gives me that same, like I get invested really quickly. The environment is interesting and kind of grungy and real. And yeah. that to me is a little bit of a calling card for him. It's a... For me, like these three movies that he's done, I've not seen Sicario, so I can't say on that one. I've enjoyed every single one to varying degrees, but uh, 
I would recommend all three of them. It'd be a great, like, three triple bill afternoon movies thing. Yeah, and you might as well throw Manchester in Manchester on the sea in there. Manchester by the sea. <laughs> by the sea. They're not exactly cheery, feel-good movies. You get a little bit of like, oh, yay, maybe the bad guy lost, maybe, hopefully, feeling. Yeah. But other than that, they're not. They're kind of downers. But you'll see some amazing performances throughout, True. like across the board. So IMDb reviews, what are those? That's when you find IMDb reviews, and then you either make fun of them or you agree with them. So we go and look at the people who have one star, who have one starred this movie, which I find, like, implausible to one star this movie. Well, can I guess what they're going to say? Because we know what it is. Well, you guess, and then I'll read you some. Boring. Nothing ever happens in this movie. And Uh, maybe somebody will say Angelina Jolie doesn't even get naked once. Because that's the kind of reviews that one-star reviews turn on to. Well, she does show herself in a bra at one point. True. If you're the Mr. Skin type who's looking for a... Ew. (laughs) Looking for that. But, I mean, it's hardly sexy. She's all beat up. Well, you know, people (laughs) are people. Yeah. So, why should it be? You and I (laughs) should get along so awfully. Don't talk nonsensical. All right. Here we go. These are the people that didn't like this movie. Actually, Tyler Tyler Perry was in this movie, but if you blink, you would miss him. And he's actually billed as being in this movie. Did you remember seeing Tyler Perry? No. He was the guy who met them. They're like, oh, he's coming. Oh, because I don't know who Tyler Perry is. Right, okay, well, Tyler Perry is... uh, The guy you met, okay. The guy they met, yeah. Well, he's billed as Tyler Perry's in this movie. Guess what? He's in literally... Like 30 Barely. seconds of the movie. Yeah. <laughs> and it also, guess what? It makes no difference that he's in it. No, it really doesn't. That character's not even... Well, I think he was... No, I don't... He's not the guy. No, I don't think so I either. think he's like the fixer guy, maybe. Yeah. Like Mike, you know, from Breaking Bad. All right, here's the first one. Spend your time somewhere else, like any other movie. This was terrible. Was it? Was it, though? All right, number two. I'd rather eat dirt than watch this movie starring the skeleton known as Angelina Jolie. Rude. Ever ever since I found out that she stole not one, but two married men. I can't stomach her. I guess that is totally what you should be thinking of when you're watching a movie. Yes. (sighs) Oh, is that someone groaning in their review? That's a good groan. No, this is me uh, groaning because there's not much to choose from it. It's very... Oh, well, that's good. No, I mean, there's a bunch, but they all kind of say this. This one says, Skeletor has returned to this horrible abomination of a movie. What's wrong with people? Why is making fun or picking on or commenting on somebody like that? It's terrible. The movie makes fun of her being thin also, actually. He just says to her. Yeah, but I mean, it's a thing, isn't it? Like, it's a stupid thing. Yeah. Here we go. It didn't end up deserving a two, and I couldn't select a zero, so one is it. Okay, thanks for your thought process there. (laughs) I was excited that John Bernthal was in it, but character building was an afterthought, so his talent was wasted. I can hardly remember who else was in it. I'm glad I saw it for free. I would have been bitterly disappointed if I'd have paid money to see it. As it is, I'm left resenting that I lost a couple of hours of my life. Oh, that one. Of course, we all, that's our favorite. I could have been sleeping. You could have been sleeping while you wrote that review too, but unlucky for us, you were not. Yeah. So in conclusion, uh, for the movie, 
I was going to say the movie Hell or High Water, but that's not the movie. The movie Those Who Wish Me Dead, I am giving this a solid 8 out of 10. Dang. I'm going 7. All right. You've got to say it more like a... I'm giving it a 7. Yeah, more excited. <laughs> you know? Oh, that's good with them. I'm giving it a 7. What do you want? That's it. That's all I'm telling you. I'm giving it a 7. Uh, there were no extras because it's a, st- a streaming movie. So you have to wait for the Blu-ray for that. But uh, thank you to Warner Brothers and HBO Max for letting us watch a copy. Next week, we're reviewing another movie, Sid Talk. Do you know what it is? I do not. It is Army of the Dead by Zack Schneider. Yes. Yeah. I'm a, I'm a zombie file person. And I'm well, a Zack Schneider fan. I'm not really a zombie file because those are the people that are a little too much into it for me, for my taste. But... Oh. I do love a good zombie. That's my favorite genre. And Zack Snyder's Dawn of the Dead is very, 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 very good. It's one of my favorite zombie movies. It was good, yeah. Yeah, it's really, it's pretty good. Intense. Pretty It's got down with the sickness in it at the end. Remember that? Yeah, yeah. I'm not a huge fan of the end end, I don't think, if I remember correctly. Oh, it's very good. As for zombie things. Well, no, wait, I'm... I might have liked it. I think you like the ending because the ending's just like, no, we're all fucked. Okay. That, yeah. Yes, I do like There that. is no happy ending. <laughs> <laughs> so, no, you like that ending because that's your... You that's like my thing about account. zombies movies and the story of zombies is it's never ending. No yeah. matter what you ever do, it, it will never end. So, I like that. All right. Movie recommendations. I'm going off the... Just stuff that... I've, when I was watching this movie, things I thought about. The first one was... A movie starring Ryan Gosling that not a lot of people saw called The Place Beyond the Pines. You know when I saw this forest? Oh, yeah. It's a fantastic movie, right? And it's my... The Place Beyond the Pines is... uh, Its structure is there are three different kind of scenarios that all kind of merge together. Do you remember? Mm -hmm. It's like like a... The motorcycle guy? Yeah. The heisty motorcycle guy. It's like three separate movies, but they all kind of share a join. It's fantastic. I love it. Place Beyond the Pines. Second one is because cause I saw Nicholas Holt here. It reminded me what a fantastic movie Mad Max Fury Road is. Give that one a watch. You fantastic. always defend that one. What do you mean defend? It's fucking amazing. <laughs> it is amazing. It's good. I just don't understand the people being so in love with it. it. It's, I don't know. I'm just in love with it. I'm in love with it more than the old Mad Max films. I just think it is. Yeah, the old ones, uh, you know. They are of their times. Yeah. I mean, I thought, oh, they're making a new Mad Max film all these years later with the same director. Probably, how can that be any good? Oh my God, it was good. So that's my uh, (laughs) recommendations. Your mini review? Yes. And mine are, for this week, what I'm doing is, for this year, I'm going back to the 80s. And I'm just telling you the list of movies I remember having seen. So... I'm going to call that a recommendation. And I'm still in year 1981, I believe. Stripes and Time Bandits. Now, I think you've done Time Bandits before. So? Not this year, I haven't. All right, okay. Maybe I don't, maybe on another topic, yeah. but My VHS copy of Time Bandits when I, was a, <laughs> when I was a teenager, I watched it so much, it snapped, and there was a part missing. Oh. So I had to splice it together with the, one of those cheap splicing kits. Right, but what part? It was the part with Robin Hood, which was actually my favorite part. That's why it was ruined. You know, where they meet John Cleese, Robin yep. Hood. Well, that part was completely missing out because I'd ruined that part. So my version of Time Bandits that I watched a lot just had a part missing. <laughs> so now when I watch it, we watched it on Blu-ray when it came out, me and you. It 
it's like there's an like a deleted scene put back. It's weird. That is weird. You uh, have a story about splicing tapes, don't yes, you? Yes, I worked for a little grocery store, and the lady who owned the store would buy those tapes to rent to people in the small town, and if it if it had any fuzz or anything wrong with it, she'd just cut it out and then splice it back together and still rent it out. <laughs> so, nice. like, watch at your own risk. Did you see movies with bits missing? I don't know if they were missing. Um, well, you will in the <laughs> Unless future I'm the one when that you watch it. them again and you're like, hey, hold on, I don't remember this bit. I don't think so. Like parts where people are nude were probably missing because people watch them and pause them and stuff. Oh, I never thought of it that way. I was usually people left the tape in their car or their truck all day and it got melty and a part of it got in the sun, things like that. Because uh, I do have a story about that. You know the movie Midnight Express? Yeah. Do you remember the scene where... She goes to visit him in the jail. And yes, of course. Everyone, that's everyone. Yeah, well, that scene, when I, I'd seen that movie like several times on the VHS from the local video shop, that part, you know, when the tracking goes really bad. Yes. That whole part, the tracking was terrible. You had to like kind of fiddle with the remote to even. Don't talk. Don't say fiddle. Even see what it was. <laughs> fiddle. You had to fiddle with the remote. No, no, no. You know no, what no. I mean? Yeah. And other people, younger people than us, would be like, tracking what machine are you talking about? Yeah, tracking what? <laughs> it's, so, well, it's so complicated back and we can't. Day. And the, here's the deal. Even if I say it's like static, you know, when the TV's not on. Yeah, there is no. They won't know what that means you, either. Th they'll be like, you mean like that blue screen <laughs> that says no input? <laughs> that, but completely different. But it means yeah. basically the same thing, yes. All right. So there are recommendations for this week. A Scully stuff this week. I've been playing Returnal again. So it, what I was thinking is, this podcast, for the rest of time, it'll just be me playing Returnal, right? Great. And then dying, and then talking about it again, and then dying and talking about it again. Because that's the Where thing. do I fit into this little scenario? I, I just haven't been playing any other games because... Well, I've been playing Fortnite, but I play that every day. Like, I just play Fortnite, right? It's, you know what Fortnite is to me? It's like the relaxing game. You know what I'm saying? I totally know what you're saying because that's what I'm doing right this minute. Like it makes me like, even though like some people might think Fortnite is really stressful because you're like, it's Battle Royale. No, it's, it's it's something like you can kind of turn your mind off completely and just do it. And I, I do pretty well in it. But Fortnite's just like a daily thing. I love it. I play it all the time. Returnal, however, on the PS5, I'm still not past the first boss, Sid Talk. How many weeks have I been I'm aware been, of this. How many weeks have I been playing? Three? Well, more than that, right? Well, it didn't come out long ago. I feel like it was three weeks ago. But I'm closing in on this final boss. I just don't know. I mean, I'm doing everything, and I've almost killed him like three times now. And normally, on any other game, it's really weird. I would have just quit by now. Why do I keep going back? I. It's like me playing Solitaire. Right. The spider one, I'm not that great at, and I play it on master level all the time. I don't know why. It's just a thing. <laughs> I can barely ever win. And I'll lose like 10 in a row. I can't figure it out. And I'm like, okay, I'm done. I'm done. No, no, no. Okay, just, okay, one more. One more. I'm going to do it this time. <laughs> and I, it's almost uncontrollable. So I, I do get what you're saying. Yeah, there's something about it. Um, I know exactly what to do. It's just... Like, everything has to fall into place for me to kill this. And th this is just the first boss. There are six of them. But what I've been told by people in the Returnal Reddit is the first boss is the hardest of the entire game. Because the reason being, in the first part of the game, what, you know, the first section of the map, they only give you three different weapons and there's only a limited number of uh, power-ups. 
after you've beat the first boss, they unlock a bunch of new stuff like different rifles. So makes sense. It kind of gets easier the further in you get. And most people had most difficulty with this first boss, so that makes me feel a bit better. But then there are other people who say, "Oh, okay, boomer, you idiot, you just shit." You rubbish at games. Who are these people? Because I can find them and I can hunt them down and give them a little lesson in ageism. I could go little finger on their ass. Little fuckers. <laughs> I am going to beat this guy. And when I do, there will be rejoicing and I will, I don't know, I will carry on with the game. <laughs> I don't know what I'll do. I don't even know. I might just quit and say, look, I beat the first boss on Returnal. What do you want from me? <laughs> <laughs> I can't do anything else. All right. Sid Tar, what's for dinner? Tonight, we're actually not going to have takeaway, as we have most every other movie night for a long time, because I'm going to cook some. That sounds like we have to do washing up. It sucks. Well, then don't do it. I didn't. You don't have to do my washing up, as you like to call it. Um, I'm going to be making firecracker balls. Oh. Would you like to tell them what that is? It's balls covered <laughs> in firecracker. Whose balls? Rudolph. No, vegetable balls, because we don't eat meat. So it's vegetarian meatballs, plant-based meatballs Let's, on uh, rice. I made a sauce. firecracker meal this week. Right. HelloFresh we're talking about. What was it? Firecracker. Mushrooms. Oh, it was good, actually. It was tempura battered mushrooms. This is not an ad. So don't any, just, if you want to skip what we're saying, that's fine. But we're not actually advertising. We're just actually telling you about our supper. It was tempura battered mushrooms with roasted green beans and lime rice, and it was really very delicious. It was. It was covered in firecracker sauce, which is... Mayonnaise, sour cream, honey, hot sauce, hoisin sauce or whatever, like hot sweet chili sauce, and a little bit of soy sauce. And it was delicious. It really was good. <laughs> like, amazingly delicious. So, I'm going to attempt with plant-based bowls... Do plants have balls? Don't know. We'll find out. I'm sure if people research it enough, we'll find out. But that's what we're having. That balls, balls on rice with the sweet, sour, creamy Sounds sauce. Sounds really good. And a can of mixed vegetables. All right. That is all. So what's your advice? And let's get out of this. My advice is, it's not really advice. It's just sort of the truth. And a lot of people don't like that. But um, you cannot change anything at all in all of life and all of history right up to the second right before this split second i can't change what i just said and i can't ever change that i'm saying it again because you cannot change anything from before this second in time you can't unsay something undo something you can't erase it you cannot go back in time and oh what i, I should have done this well but you didn't and it's done 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 the fact that i just said that it's done and we just keep moving forward you cannot change anything from the second before. You can redo, maybe get another chance, do it better, make a different instance in history, a different thing that in the future can't be changed either, right? You can't undo what's been done. That's it. That's it. It's not really uh -huh. advice. I just hear a lot of people bitching and moaning about, not just bitching and moaning, but like this glorified aching and painting for things that you have absolutely no control over or possibility of ever ever changing you just can't do it and so that's it all right so let me tell you we are a website called ascully.com and this features this podcast we're also twitter facebook instagram we're on ascully.com did i already say that you did we're also on anchor.fm slash after the show, Spotify, iTunes, anywhere where podcasts are available. We're there. You can email feedback to me, ascully.com. Do not email Sid Talk. 
She doesn't like any of you. That isn't accurate. I don't love everyone. I don't want anything bad to happen to them. Is that good enough? Is that better than not liking them? Mm. <laughs> I don't dislike anyone. How's that? And I'm going to say... Uh, I haven't said anything yet. You did say all your stuff. I didn't. So I'm going to say, stay classy, Miss An- Mrs. Miss Angelina Jolie. I'm looking forward to seeing more from her in the future. And I'm going to say, think for yourselves, because if you don't do it, someone will do it for you. 